Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Apparently, the network said, guys, for the Salt Lake City finale, let's take out all the interesting parts. Let's let's leave in leave in the scene with the Harringtons and the Shaws. Yeah, leave in leave in that acting scene. Definitely do the full choir performance the, from start to finish, the whole thing. We need that in its entirety. But cut the Dana scene with Jen. Cut that part of that uh, event and. Um, yeah, there was a bit with Meredith, you know, confronting Whitney. That was a big storyline throughout the season. Let's definitely cut that too. Let's just get get rid of that. And then um yeah, then throw up the end of season credits, the little wrap-up credits and that's it. End of season. And then we'll go to we'll go to New York. Cool? Love it. Cool. Great. Thanks, guys. Let's, uh... Thank you, Network. I'm not going to blame production. I know I see a lot of people blaming production, but they do not have the final say. I have a feeling that production, whoever the post-EP is, was like, are you fucking kidding? I have to... I What do I have to do? So they were scrambling. I bet. Scrambling. I mean, I le- yeah, let's get into whatever recap I can muster up about this finale. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. Oh, that's me, by the way. I'm Emily. I'm your host on this journey, and I speak Bravo, as I'm sure most of you do, too. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. Clip! You fool! That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, before I go into the pathetic recap, I have three, I I usually have five pages minimum of notes. I have three barely, barely, because, but before I go into that, Dana posted in her stories, uh, like a little, like basically here's what happened that led to that classic line the line we've been waiting for all season which we now should just get used to if they show us something really good in a trailer we now should just expect not to see it which is sad but let's you know so she posted in her stories i wanted to give you more insight on what happened that night there was a build-up to that confrontation that was played in the trailer I wanted to have a conversation with her about her being one way around us and another way around her husband, fact, 
and why she wasn't taking accountability for her behavior and actions. Well, that's a fruitless, that's not the word. That's a, you know what I mean? She was also making fun of where I live, making fun of my hair. She was calling my husband different Spanish names that were clearly not his name. Um, hello? So like her husband's, okay, so what was she like? Oh, Pedro over there, Juan, Carlos, hello, come, come on now. And then, and then in the same breath, she'll scream AAPI, support, Black Lives Matter. So spare me. Uh, I don't know why so much time was wasted filmed on her lies about being innocent when, well, we all know what, we all know how that turned out. Uh, and then she says some more shit, but that was what led to that blow up. But also, I think it's ridiculous that they cut Meredith. The line that they cut that was in the trailer was Meredith saying, I've been played by you. And that's just ridiculous, Meredith. It's ridiculous that that you're trying to play this game. Okay? Like, Meredith showed up to Whitney's house and she she knew that, like, like the plan for that scene was to talk about Lisa, that she didn't even come with any other conversation talking points. She showed up and she was just like, okay, I'm here. And then that's why Whitney's like, I had us doing dishes because I was like, okay, are we going to – because they don't have a relationship, the two of them. And it's like, you're not even going to attempt to talk about something else? It's It's just – you're going to come in waiting for me to say something because that's how you're doing this. You're doing this thing where it's like, you're not talking about Lisa, but we know what the plan is, but you're just hoping we say it on camera first so that you can be like, well, I might've heard that she's doing favors for Vita Tequila. And then later can say, I never said sexual. I never said sexual. I mean, let's get into this episode was that what you call it trials and tribulations i have bullet points i don't even have i don't have a scene by scene i i don't i'm i don't care by the way this is a book cover reveal party <laughs> is that a thing book launch parties is usually what we do a book cover reveal party. Ooh. Apparently Whitney pulled herself out of the choir. Um, okay. So now we're at the event. And I mean, at some point, I, I don't know, Heather, Heather was talking about how this is a big deal. I, me, when I watch shows to take notes, I like, I have my computer out and I have my fingers on the keyboard ready to, type vital information and I couldn't bring myself to type anything she was saying because I don't ca I don't care okay I don't care anymore so they start arriving but Lisa's like oh my god your eye looks so much better and of course Heather's like I just don't even want to talk I just hope I hope it's faded just like the memory I hope we all forget Lisa's like, 
no, I'm not going to play this game. You're not, it, no one's forgetting it, Heather. You decided to play this game. If you guys caught my episode on Jamie Stein's podcast, he cracked me up because he talked about how the ski day, uh, Heather made this huge deal about her cousins coming. She's like, this, my cousins, you know, they are just, the fact that they are here supporting me, it's just huge. But then when the cousins were there, they were like, hey, girl, those same cousins are here at this event. And this really proves that Jamie was right. These cousins are super comfortable being with Heather and like breaking the Mormon tradition. Heather was like, what are, what's your mom going to think about you being here or being here with me? That's what she said. And one of them was like, how is she going to feel about us being here? Period. I mean, and I'm drinking. So like, I don't, she's trying so hard to make it a thing. And they're like, we, what are, are we not getting, did you not send us the script? Did we not get those sides? Damn it. I just, I checked my emails in my spam. We don't understand what story you're trying to get us to do on camera. Like we didn't, we don't know. Anyway, Angie tells Whitney and Lisa that Jen is spreading the rumor that Angie, in fact, gave Heather the black eye. Which is, like, let's even just walk that through. You know, no, let's not, because I don't need to. But I love Angie goes, well, guess what? There's a rumor that they were doing Barbie scissor kicks and then beating the shit out of each other. Um, what is the show? Uh, my favorite part about this scene is that Lisa can't stop laughing. Maybe that's why it's so stupid. But Lisa seriously can't stop laughing in this scene. Like, Whitney's kind of trying to take it seriously and, like, keep the, <laughs> keep the serious tone that Angie K has. Like, Angie's so offended that, that Jen's trying to say she gave Heather the black eye. And she's like, well, I heard that they were scissoring and someone beat them up. But Lisa can't get over Barbie scissor kicks. Like, this, this, this phrase is so funny to her that she can't let it go. I don't know why this is so funny to me right now. It's so ridiculous. This is so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. No, you guys, this next scene is so stupid. The Shaws and the Harringtons, which is the name of the scene. I deem it this scene because this is this. This is what it was called when they got the script. They it's like they they rehearsed this scene backstage literally with each other like with scripts in hand they fucking rehearsed this scene and then fucking chris forgot his lines so he pretended to be choked up he's like i just wanted to say i'm sorry and then angie goes 
what my husband is trying to say is, and she covered for him, <laughs> the coach with his melodramatic, thank you. Thank you. You guys, that me I mean, you guys. You can't, I mean, come on. Coach is showing the true colors. At this point, come on. The name of this episode is going to be, come on. Like, come on. Then we get, from beginning to end, the tone-deaf choir performance. A painfully tone-deaf choir performance. The whole thing, start to finish. Did we... We need yes, we needed it. We needed the whole thing because apparently they were pressed for time. So you know what we should do? Mm, let's let's maximize this time here. And I got it. We need the whole thing. And then afterwards, Heather. Oh wait, hold on, guys. She gives her speech. Which, you know, if I can't be a good Mormon, then at least I can be a good friend of all the things to say. But then she takes off, before she, before she reveals that book, she takes off that robe and reveals that tight dress with that shoulder bare. Oh, yeah, that shoulder is out, honey. Because she is what? She's a bad Mormon. Book cover reveal. Shh, oops, bad Mormon. Oopsies. Oh, God. I mean, unfortunately, she's had such a bad season that all I see when I see that cover is annoying. I don't care about its symbolism. I don't care about anything. She's talking about, she's like, the cover, the, this cover is so controversial because of blah, blah, blah. I don't care. She said some stuff. I didn't hear it. Whitney, <laughs> Whitney talks to Jen about how she's like, listen, we started, we were good going into San Diego. And then I feel like when you got with Heather and the group, it flipped. I like Jen, you know, Jen doesn't really remember a lot from that trip. So she looks legitimately confused. She's like, what? And then she's trying, like, and she's trying to go through the blackouts, like, hold on, there's something in here. What did we, ooh, and then she's like, I mean, I, I, I know there were some parts that we, we had issues, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think we're good. It, Angie sees, uh, this is how little they value Whitney. They see, they see Jen talking to Whitney and they go, that probably isn't important. Let's just walk over there and disrupt that. Now this is my time to talk to Jen. Who's that? Oh, that's Whitney. Mm, who cares? So. Overcomes Angie K with Dana, then Meredith, then it's Lisa, Meredith, Dana, and Angie K all around, <laughs> like staring at Jen. So Jen, who was trying to talk to Whitney, is unable to. Angie literally goes, wrap it up. Just wrap this up. Which I found annoying, to be honest. Like Angie in this moment actually went down a peg for me. I get that she's super pissed off that she's getting pulled into this black eye thing. Uh, but she, she came into this moment and she it's like she didn't come in at a good place where she was in a position of power. So she came in in a weak place. 
and she said some bold shit. And then when you're saying bold shit from a weak place, oh, sucks. Because she brings up, she's like, uh, I hear you're telling people that I gave Heather the black eye. And what's weird is Jen then denies it and it's like, uh, Sharif. I'm like, what the fuck? What is happening? Why are you getting Coach to come over in the middle of this? I have no idea what's going on. So he comes over and then Angie tells Coach that she she gets abusive and bully-like. Uh, I am so baffled by this whole moment. And then, and then she goes, and here's what, here, this is Angie K. She goes, I'm just so confused because Angie Harrington supposedly pushed Jen to the brink of suicide. So I've had her back, but now everything is like, hey, all good. Was it even real? Like, did she really push you to that or is it all fake? Okay, now listen. This is why I think Angie K came into this moment. I don't, she didn't respect Whitney at all having a moment. So she misjudged the position she came in at. She lost her footing with her words. She didn't anticipate Jen pulling coach in. Really lost footing with her words and said the thing you're not supposed to say out loud. Jen obviously freaks out. I don't think Coach really knew what to say because Jen's like, oh, can you, can you please tell her that I did try to, I mean, honestly, you know how I feel about this. I think that what Jen did with the suicide thing was deplorable. It was absolutely weaponized in that moment to make them back down, make Lisa and Heather back down because they were winning because they were, they were right. Everything they were saying was right. And so Jen needed to back them off and said that she tried to commit suicide because of that account, that that was like the final thing that pushed her over the edge. That account never said one bad thing about Jen. That account only said bad things about Lisa. Literally. So just because the name was used? Mm -mm. And. Yeah, so I don't want to harp on that too much. I really, really don't because it takes me to dark places and I was enjoying this lighthearted half-assed finale so if you've been following my content for a while you've probably heard me complain about the joint pain I have been in and I am able to connect it to my diet for sure and if I eat certain foods it makes it worse blah 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 well I'm like 2023 is the year that I actually figure out what is wrong with me as opposed to just guessing but you know when people say, have you gone to the doctor? What doctor? Like, what? who? Well, this is where ZocDoc comes in, okay? ZocDoc is like Yelp for doctors, kind of, because you can search. First, you put in your insurance. Then you put in your location and the 
radius you're willing to travel, then all these doctors come up with reviews. And you can read through the reviews to make sure that this doctor is going to listen to you and pay attention to what your issues are. Because I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone into a doctor per everyone's suggestion and they've been like, wow, that's weird. I'm like, excuse, this is your job, sir. It's usually a man. I'll tell you that much. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost any condition under the sun. No more scouring the internet trying to find the perfect doctor or that doctor roulette thing where you keep going to a doctor and finding out, okay, never mind, not the doctor for me. That is just too much time wasted. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to help you find that perfect doctor that you haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc which is free, might I remind you, to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and scheduled just right. Go to ZocDoc.com slash SheSpeaks and download the free ZocDoc app. Then find and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash SheSpeaks, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash SheSpeaks. This year, my bestie told me that she actually wants to try and have a kid. I couldn't believe it. She's lived quite the life. We've lived it together. And she's a little freaked out because she knows that uh, she's got to get her hormones checked and check in on her reproductive health. And it's something you don't really check until you are ready to have kids and struggling to get pregnant. But that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home. It's a simple finger prick, and then you mail it back in a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Hello. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks, you can get $20 off your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA slash HSA. Okay. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. Modernfertility.com slash she speaks. One of the most exciting things about coming into a new year is you just don't know what you got in store for you. From traveling to new places or getting a new job or learning a new skill, 
There is no better way to prepare for 2023 than learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and cute bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. Like I'm going to Tulum on a sexy solo vacation, and I've been using the Babbel lessons every day. They're quick, they're easy, and I'm getting closer and closer to being able to find me a hot vacation lover. Like I said, with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's true. It's corrected me a few times. There are so many different ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash she speaks. That's babbel.com slash she speaks for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Heather obviously was like, oh my God, Angie K, how could you? But then Angie's like, uh, Heather, Jen said that I had something to do with your black eye. And then Heather goes, she also said a spider laid eggs in my eye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did Heather forget that that was said on camera while you guys were having the what do we have as our cover story scene, I guess you'd call it? By the way, I'm going to address the uh, real story, quote unquote, that's been going around. So I want to say maybe two weeks ago now, possibly a little less, somebody sent me a screenshot of a conversation they had, and it was an account saying that they'd heard from Heather's assistant that the real story is Heather actually hit her face on the faucet. It was a weird faucet in her room. And in the morning, she woke up with this black eye. And in fact, she did say on camera what happened. But that production lied to her and was like, actually, you don't remember. We have on we have footage of someone punching you. So we are going to have we're going to have you say you don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. We're going to launch an investigation. And then so she had to pretend she didn't know what happened and lie. But then it turns out they didn't actually have that footage. They lied. And so now they're just giving her a bad edit. And so the thing about when you when you read stuff like that where it's like production is lying and here's the real story, it's intoxicating. You first read it and you're like, this is – because you want an answer. 
So you're desperate for it. And when you see Heather's assistant said this, you're like, wow, it's fact. But I looked, I just paused and I said, hold on, this doesn't ring true to me. Because we saw firsthand what happened in Beverly Hills where Erica and Lisa literally leaked a story to an account and that spread like wildfire. And it's conspiracies. Like, production wouldn't make up an elaborate lie like that just to have a storyline. They had plenty of storylines already happening this season. One of their cast members was going to prison. Plus, you had Lisa and Meredith, Whitney and Meredith. You had enough fights at Heather and everybody. You had enough fights and shit going on. Heather having a black eye just because she hit on a faucet is kind of funny enough. Like, her waking up with a black eye is good slapstick comedy on a girl's trip. You don't need to have her lie and do all that stuff. That's just not necessary. Plus, if the footage gets to NBC and one of the cast members has a black eye, they... You don't like NPCs in an office far away from Salt Lake City. They get the foot. They have to see dailies, right? If someone has a fucking black eye, they have to find out what happened, right? So I did get information that they had to launch an investigation because they needed to know what happened and Heather wouldn't tell anybody what happened. There, because Heather knows that it's, that it's out about that investigation, she included that in her story. So I said to this person who tried to tell me this, try to show me, that like, I know what happened. I said, well, isn't it interesting to you, though, that Heather's getting so much backlash for the way she's handling the I situation, that here comes this real story that absolves her of all fault and puts all the blame on production. And all it takes is for someone to, from Heather's camp, leak it to an account. And if you think about it, if it's so, if it's so confidential, because as it, when I, was, I read this DM conversation between, it was like, don't tell anyone. This person told me in confidence, oh, someone from Heather's camp told a Bravo account in confidence <laughs> about about what really happened that she hasn't yet told anybody and said don't tell anyone no that's called planting a story because then it spreads just like it's done now and then it gets picked up by big accounts because you assume well it must be true i'm not falling for it I'm not falling for this bullshit story that Heather has herself tried to leak as fact because Heather's getting bad feedback. The audience is mad at her for making fun, making light of a bruise on her face that looks like some sort of domestic violence thing. It also looks like she's very clearly saying it was Jen. And I think she's worried that that looks bad too. So either way you slice it, Heather looks bad. So now she's like, how do I take the blame off me? I know. I'll say production made me do it. But she can't say that. So someone in her camp leaks it to a Bravo account and says, don't tell anyone. And that Bravo account can just, all you have to do is take it, tell, tell it to one person. And I think maybe one other person. And there you go. You're done. It goes everywhere else. That is me addressing that 
theory that Heather herself, in my opinion, has spread. So I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for her trickery. Other people can confirm it, whatever. I, like, prove it. Go, go find that. Go show me where that faucet is. Prove it. Because that doesn't even make sense. Production doesn't have that kind of time to do that. Production is so busy dealing with so many fucking things that they don't have the time to be like, Heather, we are going to make you lie over and over and over again in your confessionals. Repeatedly, we're going to ask you over and over again, don't you know what happened to your eye? And we're going to force you to say, I don't know. No, I don't know. We're going to do that. No, that's insane. You guys, they had enough this season. They had enough content. Okay. All right. All that to say, then they do the fucking end of the season title cards, 30 minutes in. It wasn't even 30. It was like 20 minutes in. I had to pause it because I was confused. I was like, is this the end of the episode? I didn't even pay attention to what they said. I don't care. I was so mad. I was like, oh, oh, this is what a weird way to chop up this episode. And they're like, and that's the end of the season. Three months later. What? No, no, no. You have the fucking book cover launch. Then you finish the book cover launch party and you say three months later, because this very much has to do with the whole cast and the whole season. Huh? Then you finish the whole Jen Shaw sentencing thing and you have the lunch with Heather and Lisa Maybe, I don't know, throw a camera on Whitney, get her reaction. Then you do the end of the season title cards. Okay? The fuck? I'm sorry. I, like, this is such a hate recap. Okay, I'm just going to keep going. Jen and her poor mother. Jen, oh God. Jen goes, when I come back, I'll either be guilty or innocent. Jen's mom. Well, you'll be innocent. We know that, right? Girl. So now we are in NYC. Meredith and Heather are there. Okay. I Honestly, I don't even want to recap this shit. You know, then they go to Heather's. They go to Jen's room. Like, we wasted so much fucking time on this. And then Seth, Meredith, and Heather go to lunch and... Here's something interesting. Heather brings up that Coach is an attorney and he is reading over everything. And then Seth goes, have either of you guys ever asked her if she's guilty? Which, as much as it's like, well, duh. I'm like, well, she's repeatedly said over and over again she's innocent. So why would they be like, Jen, I want to ask you something. Are you Are you guilty? Well, she's already answered that. Meredith goes, if in fact Jen is proclaiming her innocent when she's really guilty and not taking accountability to the victims of what she did, that's a really big problem for me. Okay. Heather obviously is, you know, more heartbroken. Back at the hotel, though, Jen shows her fucking hand. And this is where... Heather's like, wait a second. Because she's like, 
the only reason I'm in this whole thing is because of fucking Stuart. And Heather goes, hold on. How is the guy that, like, got you tampons and was your lowly assistant also the big mastermind? And, like, you don't know. And you had no idea what he was doing. Jen, though, the way she was looking at them, I'm like, oh, she already knows. She already knows. She 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 looks at them and she goes, it makes me think it's so hard to trust people. I'm like, okay, are you, like, telling that to them about you? And then we get on the screen, July 11th, 2022. And it's Jen walking out of the court after pleading guilty that we all know what she looked like. That We've seen that damn thing so many times. All the news headlines. And I'm telling you, someone in that editing department was scrambling because they even got that sentence. They got that card up that said she pled guilty and then here's 6.5 years was her sentence. So I'm telling you, someone at the network was like, we still need some last minute edits on this episode. And they were like, are you fucking kidding? And then we get this is the content we could have seen. I could have had like, I'm sure there's more footage they didn't show us. I'm sure we got Whitney. I'm sure we've got. Dana, I'm sure we have Mar- I'm sure we have more people that had reactions. If that's if they didn't manage to get that footage, then I, I'll eat my words. It's possible. But the scene with Lisa and Heather at lunch post guilty plea, I'm I was living for this. Finally, we can talk about this. Is all I wanted. I mean, okay. Just the purity of Lisa saying this. Lisa goes. When you when you read what she said, what did you feel? Yeah, what did I want? What did you feel, Heather? What did you, who's been so ride or die, what did you feel? And Heather gives an easy answer. She says shock. And what she pled guilty to is so bad. And. Lisa says, what made her decide not to fight? And here is Heather's theory. I think Coach discovered what she was doing, and it was impossible to explain away. And then in that 3500 and all those witness statements, there was something that they could not get out of. I mean, this is what we all were thinking, right? And it was a smoking gun, and the jig is up, and it's... You have to walk in there, you have to say you did this, and you have to go to prison for a decade. And I'll tell you right now, if my husband knew about it, and my husband was involved, and he said, there you go, sis, I'll take care of the boys, I'll see you in 15 years, that to me is a whole other tragedy. I think she did it. And I think she is choking on the words. It's too big and the penalties are too big. Well, that's pretty damn good monologue, Heather. You've pissed me off all season, but that fucking monologue was woo. I'll give you that. Okay? I'll fucking give you that. I had chills just now. Wow. I mean... If only Heather maintained this level of strength, I don't know, because she's still 
as of like I think as of current time, as of as of current time, as of now, she's I think she's like full, you know, team Jen support Jen, right? So yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I believe is next week the reunion. I thought they had two weeks off. I'm not sure. I like. I don't. Who knows what's even happening? God, it's over. We're it's done. You guys, we we're it's over. The tour. Well, no, we have to get through the reunion. But at least this, at least the season is over. If they give us a three part reunion. Okay, I mean, let me just put it this way, guys. If it's a three-part reunion, I'm not re- recapping the third part. I'm just I refuse. I will boycott it. Okay, I refuse. Two parts is all you're gonna get out of me. I can't take notes on three fucking parts. Did you see the trailer for that reunion? That re- that trailer was like nothing. They would show a. They would show like here's a topic that we're gonna discuss. And then it would be like literally nothing from it. And they're like, here's another topic we're going to discuss. Nothing from it. What about this topic? Mm-mm, nothing here either. Was this supposed to do the opposite of excite us? What's the opposite of excite? Because that's what it did. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I'm so happy it's over. <sighs> Guys, love you. Mean it. Bye. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. If you wouldn't mind, if you are listening, could you please leave a five-star rate and review? That would be amazing. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Like this video and comment below. That would also be fantastic. Don't forget, I've got the Patreon up and running now. That is where all the Bravo jams will be covered. I'm talking table flip. I'm talking old school Atlanta. I'm talking old school Beverly Hills. All the good stuff that brought us together as Bravo fans. And of course, follow me on social media if you're not already at She Speaks Bravo on TikTok and on Instagram. And if you want to go that extra mile to support me, buy me a coffee or two or five at buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo all right guys i'll see you next time seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.